Welcome to the Business of Learning, the Learning Leaders Podcast from Training Industry. Welcome back to the Business of Learning. I'm Michelle Eggleston Schwartz, Editor-in-Chief at Training Industry, here with my co-host, Sarah Gallo, our Senior Editor. Welcome. Before we begin, here's a brief message from Cypher Learning, the sponsor for today's episode. Cypher Learning provides intelligent learning platforms to organizations worldwide. The company has three products, Matrix LMS for businesses, Neo LMS for schools and universities, and Indie LMS for entrepreneurs. With Matrix, Cypher Learning helps businesses improve onboarding, optimize training, and equip their employees with the right skills for their jobs in an ever-evolving business landscape. Millions of users at thousands of organizations use the powerful yet intuitive platform to reach learning goals and improve business outcomes. Learn more about how Matrix can help your company at www.cypherlearning.com. Artificial intelligence has transformed many aspects of our lives, from how we shop to how we watch TV, and now it's transforming how we learn as well. AI can help learning leaders deliver the curated, personalized learning experiences that today's employees are looking for. But there's still many questions when it comes to AI-enabled learning. To help answer them, we're here with Graham Glass, founder and chief executive officer of Cypher Learning to learn more. Graham, thank you for speaking with us today. It's my pleasure, Michelle. It's great to be here. Yes, welcome to the podcast, Graham. Before we dive in, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your background in the corporate training industry, and also a little bit more about Cypher Learning? Yes, I'd be happy to. So first, a little bit about me and then a little bit about Cypher Learning. So I am first and foremost an educator. I went to a fantastic school in the UK, one of the top 10 schools there. I loved my own educational experience there. And then when I went to the University of Texas, Dallas, to do my graduate studies, I was invited to teach there. So my first kind of formal experience of being an educator was actually in higher education. And I absolutely loved it. And I think one of the reasons that my students always gave me really good scores at the the end of the semester is because I always managed to make my courses entertaining. They were project-based. So I always got them to build something really cool. They built that really cool thing and they enjoyed the process. And as a side effect, they learn everything that was in the curriculum. But after that, I realized that I could probably have a better career focusing more on the corporate side than staying in academia. So I formed a professional training company. I was the first educator. I probably have taught over a thousand people easily in corporate America, but we would do the same kind of thing, teaching computer science all over the USA. And we continued with the same kind of theme. It was very practical. It was very engaging, project-based learning but we built up a pretty solid team of of educators during that process. So I come from a a background of having trained people in higher ed and in corporations, but of course, in this particular podcast, we're gonna focus on the corporate side of things. So about 12 or 13 years ago, I decided I was gonna use my experience as an educator, combined with my academic credentials in high-tech computing, to build what we now call the world's best intelligent learning platform. So we wanted to build something that did all the bread and butter basics, you know, create a course, people enroll, take a course, but we wanted to make it smarter so that it could actually become like your personal companion throughout your learning journey. So that's where Cypher Learning is right now. We're in 
22 offices around the world. We've got millions of users, thousands of satisfied customers, but we really are focused on raising the bar in terms of what a learning platform is and making it more um, infused with AI and machine learning. Perfect. Thanks for sharing, Graham. It's cool to, to hear your career story starting in higher ed and moving into corporate training, which is something we've definitely heard before. I think going back to what Michelle mentioned, there's still so many questions when it does come to AI-enabled learning. I think we should maybe start with the why here. Why AI and learning? Have you had any experiences yourself in your career thus far that were maybe particularly challenging and and the AI really would have helped out with? Yeah, absolutely. And it goes all the way back to my, my days in higher ed. So I'll share just a couple of anecdotes with you where that would have been really, really handy. So when I was teaching at the University of Texas, Dallas, I was teaching courses that were actually very practical that could help people get jobs. So I wasn't teaching these highly theoretical mathematical subjects. But because of that, I would usually have over 100 students per course I was teaching. And I was teaching four courses, uh, four courses simultaneously. And so you can imagine if you're trying to teach essentially 400 people a semester, it's really hard to track everyone's strengths and weaknesses and provide any kind of personalized experience. So when I would get up on the floor of the university and start teaching various subjects, I would know in the back of my mind, well, that person sitting over there is a little bit weak in that area. That person's over there is really rambunctious and they're going to do a great job in this uh, course. So sometimes I could tailor a little bit to them, but most of the personalization really occurred in my uh, office hours. So someone would come by the office, I would review their work, maybe a grader paper, and I'd say, you know what, based on what the, the problems I'm seeing you having, I think you would do really good watching this particular video. So I would give them recommendations, basically, and they were somewhat personalized, but it was all 100% manual. And I do remember thinking, if there was a way to actually track this systematically using some kind of technology, then I could actually take a lot of the recommendations that I've built up over the years and automate them. So if somebody submitted a piece of work and they didn't score well, they could say, hey, by the way, Graham highly recommends this video to get better at this particular subject. So that was the first time that I realized office ads are okay, but they're not scalable. I also remember thinking that the materials that I created were really good. Wouldn't it be incredible if I could somehow take all of my experience in teaching this and make it available to a million people simultaneously. That would be even better. And by that time, I'd be like a, probably a billionaire, but that never happened. So that was really my first experience of that. Similar thing happened in, in, in corporate training. So I would typically teach courses with 30 to 40 people in them. We would have little breakout groups for certain people. I would do some individual training. But once again, you know, I've never met these people before. I'm going to be in a room for one week to two weeks with them. How can I actually provide this personalized feedback and recommendations in any kind of scalable way? So the corporate training environment was a little bit easier because there were smaller classes and you got to know them better. But I still kept on hitting that wall, which is I wish this, this could be more personalized for these people. And in addition, wouldn't it be great? It's after the training, everything I've learned about them continues with them. So when they're actually in the job, my system could still make recommendations. So we look at AI as not replacing the charisma or the, the inspirational thing that, that humans can provide, but we do want to automate a lot of the recommendations and things that we learn in a way that's consistent and scalable. 
So, that, so that's basically where we see one of the biggest payoffs of using artificial intelligence. Thanks for breaking that down. You definitely highlighted why a one-size-fits-all approach to learning is just not possible. Every learner has unique needs, and so they definitely that they require unique learning solutions. Yeah. Can you kind of elaborate more on how can I, AI help create personalized learning journeys? Like, how yeah, does that so work? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I think that if an AI is going to do a good job, then it needs to know lots about you. And if you think about it, when you go to Amazon, Amazon knows tons of stuff about me. It knows that my kids love Lego, as an example. So the more I interact with a system, the more it gradually deduces things about you. And one of the areas that cipher learning is the best of breed is in an area called competency-based learning. And the, the idea behind competency-based learning is to understand your strengths and weaknesses down to a fine brain. So it doesn't just know, hey, you're good at marketing, for example, but it will know you've got a particular strength in logo design, you're a little bit weak in SEO uh, management, you're really good at pay-per-click. You know, a lot of the fine-grained aspects uh, of, of what ultimately goes into your job title. And we can, act, we can actually figure that stuff out automatically because in our system, you can tag content with the specific competencies that it's teaching and you can tag assessments, even down to the individual question level, about which specific competencies they are measuring. So you can imagine a marketing course, which it might start off by saying, hey, I want to get to know you a little bit. Can you take this quick quiz? And you go through the quick quiz. And at that point, it knows you're really good at logos. You're not so good at SEO. Once it's created that initial kind of mapping of your strengths and weaknesses, that gives it enough fuel to start recommending areas to bolster your weaknesses. So there's no point in just focusing on your strengths. If you're fantastic at logo design, it doesn't make any sense for it to say, and now we're gonna take a course on logo design because you're already really good at it. So the general idea is to start off with a mapping of your strengths and weaknesses, do a gap analysis of what you wanna be strong in and what you're currently weak in, and then start recommending all kinds of things to help you close that gap. We have a much, much deeper support for competency-based learning than any other platform in the world. The second thing is, and I do want to emphasize, it's not just all about recommending courses. It's not just about recommending videos, for example, or websites, but we can recommend individual people to network with. We can even recommend groups, collaborative groups, where other people are discussing similar topics where some of that stuff might rub off on you. So it's, it goes beyond just recommending courses. And then last but not least, we've got this quite unique feature called learning goals in our system, where you can say, my learning goal is to either get good at a particular job title, or my learning goal might be to get really, really good at a particular group of competencies. And then you can actually see in real time your strengths, your weaknesses. You can see improvements over time. You can see a recommendations feed. So hopefully this gives you a little bit of an idea about once the AI has figured out your strengths and weaknesses, it can give very targeted recommendations and it can track as you get closer to those goals, how well you're doing. Very cool. I love what you mentioned about that skills mapping aspect. And, and that really is so helpful for the training manager, but also from a learner standpoint, we know that learners really are looking for those curated learning journeys. How can that really help learners visualize their future career paths at a company? What do you see that looking like? 
Yeah, so one of the things that, that we decided to do quite a while back is that we wanted to eat our own dog food, as they say. And so we use our own platform, obviously, at Cypher Learning. So we're growing very quickly. We added 100 new people in the last six or nine months. So we've created our own branded site, skills.cyphellearning.com. And what we did is we do, we've done some competency mappings of all the job titles inside of Cypher Learning like senior technical support, click-to-pay analyst, financial analyst. There's like, and for every one of those, there is a whole collection of competencies that we've, we've mapped out. Then when somebody joins the company, we use a world-class automation system to say, hey, this person's joined the company. They're joining as a senior software architect. So automatically give them this learning goal, which says, I want to master everything about my particular job title. So then simply joining the company it instantly associates their job, their persona, their learning goals, their competency maps right from the get-go. And then at that point, our recommendations engine can start feeding them various tagged items on how to either master everything with their current job title, or if they want to, the employee can log in and say, I want to add a new learning goal. And let's just say I'm a junior software engineer. Well, one of my learning goals is to become a senior software engineer. So if they add that as a goal, then in our system, the senior software engineer will have its own set of competencies. And when it knows now that that's your new goal, it's going to start making you recommendations towards how to become this senior software engineer. All of these appear as tiles in your dashboard, and they have percentage signs that show you you're 80% towards this learning goal, you're 60% towards this goal, and you can always click on a goal, and it will give you a really deep, fully traceable dive into exactly why it thinks that you've mastered certain skills and haven't mastered other skills. Can you maybe talk us through the role of the learning leader, like when using AI? For instance, does using AI for learning mean you're handing over all control to a machine or can trainers have some input too? What does that look like? Yeah, I think, you know, I actually think that the AI is more an assistant. And, and I say this just based on my own experience of learning. So when I, when I fly into Dallas, for example, which is where our corporate headquarters are, and I'm hanging out with real-life humans and they're telling inspirational stories and using personal anecdotes, that is just so much more engaging than just like click, 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 congratulations, you've mastered things. And humans are very social. We like to be inspired. We like to be in, you know, with, around inspirational people. So I think it's, it's really about assisting those uh, instructional designers or leaders to take everything that they're really good at and scale it so it can reach more people who can benefit. So for example, in our, in our platform, we make it really easy for anyone to create a course. Those courses can be fully gamified and they, they can be broken up into small segments, uh, which themselves can use automation to make them more fun. So I'll just give you one, one simple example. We've got our own internal L&D team. And one of the things that they wanted to do was to create a course for onboarding. Welcome to Cypher Learning. So the idea is that everyone who joins the company goes on a learning path. And the first part in that path is a generic onboarding welcome, followed by specific courses relative to whichever department they've joined. And as you probably know, onboarding is a huge pain point. Everyone who goes above a certain size, they hit that wall. How do I onboard people? So this is something that we really excel at. So we took our L&D team and they worked with all the department, men, uh, all department leaders and myself included, and they put together some really fun videos where people all over the world will say, welcome to Cypher Learning. 
in their language, which is really cool. And then there's a little bit of a backstory about how I started the company. Then it goes into the products. Then it has quizzes about all of that stuff. And it's all mapped to competencies. So we say everyone in the company should be should master the following 40 competencies quite early on, because that shows that you've mastered what cyber learning is all about. So the nice thing is that the L&D team would interview us, they would record us, they'd take all the kind of things that we've learned over the years. They package them up, they gamify them so you can get points and badges by doing really well. You can have team competitions between people in sales and people in marketing. We use automation to pop up encouragement messages as you go to make other recommendations. And the nice thing is, is that rather than me, for example, personally onboarding now, every single person that comes on, they've captured the things that I hope are somewhat inspirational to everyone in the company, but they've captured those things in a way that can scale. So we could add a thousand more people and they would still get the benefit, but I wouldn't have to personally be involved on a daily basis. Perfect. Yeah. Onboarding is definitely a challenge. We've seen that with our readership as well. So, so cool to see how these kind of solutions are there to help. Another challenge that I know our listeners are facing is really interpreting those mounds of training data. Graham, how can AI alleviate this pain point and make it easier to determine those knowledge gaps, program effectiveness, and also other key metrics? Yeah. So, you know, that is one of the benefits of just technology in general, is that it can crank through a lot of information and give you insights. And there are several insights that our platform currently provides already, and there are some areas that we're going to be adding later on this year. So some of the things that we have already is understanding your fine-grained strengths and weaknesses and making recommendations. And those are things that there's no way a human is ever going to be able to track that in any kind of scale. Or, you know, taking a look and seeing how rapidly are you progressing through the materials, how long are you taking to, to get better at a particular competency, that's something that your manager can have access to. And they might say, you know what, you continue to struggle in this one area. Maybe we'll hire a third-party consultant to work with you to kind of beef up that particular area. So that's when we're a manager can observe something being extracted from the raw data and then, and then take some action. But another area that we're, we're working on, which is not available yet, is at-risk learners. So one of the things that we can do is we can do predictive analysis on how, one, how well someone is doing over time. And obviously, everyone has things happen in their life. You might struggle for a few days or a week. Doesn't mean you're in, you know, at risk in the long term. But there are some people who just continually struggle or fall behind the average for, you know, quite a while. And those are things where we can say, flag those people. Hey, you know, in HR, this is someone who's struggling consistently maybe you need to have a talk with them and you know see how you can remediate this. You know, one of the cool things about Cypher Learning is we have one platform but two branded versions, Matrix which is for business, which is the one I'm focused on, but then Neo for higher education because we love K through 20 as well. Um, and if you want to make a big impact on the world, impacting young people, especially kids at school is a great way to do that. And this kind of technology is really useful for our Neo product as well because in schools and universities they, have, they want to track students. They want to help students as early as they can, for example, during their, their college life. So I do think that AI and machine learning is a fantastic tool for this stuff. But again, it's giving you the insight. Most of the time, it's going to be the humans who decide what to do once they've got that insight. 
Thank you for sharing all that. Speaking another pain point for a lot of learning leaders, it's it's really securing those extra training dollars and training investment. It's not easy. And so especially for those smaller learning and development teams, some of which are teams of one. Are AI capabilities accessible and available to all companies, or are they only in reach for very large companies with large, more mature training programs and budgets? No, I mean, like in the case of Matrix, one of the things that people constantly tell us is that our pricing is really, really good. And unlike some companies, you can sign up for our platform with, say, 100 active learners. Now, obviously, from a business perspective, we're targeting larger companies. I mean, that if you look at you know, learning platform companies that do well, they're ones who are geared up to, I mean, we've got customers with 100,000 active learners. But that being said, though, part of my personal desire is to allow small companies, like Cypher Learning was a lot smaller two years ago, we would have loved this kind of stuff much earlier on. So I don't think it's something which should only be the domain of very large companies. That being said, some of our competitors really are targeted almost completely for thousand active learners plus just based on their pricing and based on their color points. But yeah, we, we, I mean, our pricing makes this kind of thing available for all kinds of small, medium, large businesses. Perfect. It's great to hear that technology becoming more accessible, kind of like we've seen with, with VR training in the past, it, it wasn't as accessible as it is now. So, so it's good to see that progress in the industry. I think Another point I want to mention here, Graham, is that, of course, introducing AI into your training programs can be daunting and it can be kind of kind of worrisome on where to start. Do you have any tips for our listeners who are just at the beginning of their journey in integrating AI into their training environments? What's really the best way for them to get started? Yeah, so that, that is an interesting question. And I'll, I'll tell you how we've addressed it. And it's based on our own customer base as well. So we've got people in the K-20 who are very interested in these kind of capabilities as well in businesses. But there's different sensitivities. So for example, you might have some organizations who who want to turn off AI completely because they don't trust it. Uh, You have some organizations who, well, if I do use it, maybe it's going to suggest something culturally inappropriate. So we want to have control over what kind of recommendations are made. Some people might say, well, it's okay if you recommend our courses, but we don't want you to recommend external videos. So if you think about the, the primary use case that we're focused on, which is making recommendations for closing the gap on things you want to master, we've made our recommendations really highly configurable. So there's essentially a bunch of checkboxes that you can set up and you can say, only recommend courses, only recommend groups, only recommend resources, only recommend things that are approved enable you know machine learning or disable machine learning so there are different ways that you can configure the recommendations engine so you can go you know fully automated or fairly manual and i think that's really the, the key to do things is to make it so that it's configurable so the customers can decide to what degree they're going to use some of these um, machine assisted recommendations Definitely. You need to figure out exactly what it is that you want to use this software for and really what your end goal is, keeping that in mind. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up today, are there any other key takeaways you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I'd like to tell the listeners a little bit about why we're calling ourselves an intelligent learning platform. You know, when people hear the term learning management system, LMS, sometimes they have feeling like this is kind of something old even though learning management systems tend to evolve over time. 
So people tend to think about LMS as being something passive, something quite boring, maybe only used for compliance, just a bread and butter kind of thing. And that's certainly not how we view our platform. We, we view ourselves as innovators in this space. We're doing a lot of cool stuff with a variety of different customers. So the challenge for us is, even though in terms of from the market pers- perspective and, and how people categorize it, they might say Matrix is an LMS, we wanted to call it something a bit more inspirational. So for a while, we just called it Learning Platform because Learning Platform still kind of gets across the, the learning management system part, but it's a little bit more modern sounding. But then when we started getting into machine learning and artificial intelligence and we're going to be doing some uh, AR, VR work that's going to be coming out next year. We're involved in a lot of leading edge stuff. We already have voice control through Alexa that came out ages ago. So what we wanted to do is to say, well, rather than just saying learning platform, let's use the term intelligent learning platform because it gets people more interested. Like, well, what exactly do you mean? Uh, you know, where, where, where are the areas that your platform is intelligent or more intelligent than your competitors? So we're using ILP, Intelligent Learning Platform, as a way to kind of think about our platform. It is essentially an LMS in terms of its product category, but we just think it's so much more. So that's just to explain to your listeners why why we're hanging our hat on Matrix, the world's best intelligent learning platform. Great. It's great to point out that differentiation there. Well, Graham, thank you so much for speaking with us today. How can our listeners get in touch with you after today's episode if they'd like to reach out? Yeah, so I'd say that the main thing to learn more about the company is to go to our main site, which is cypherlearning.com. And there is just a humongous amount of information there. And it's easy to sign up for a free trial of Matrix if anyone's interested. Product comparisons, reviews, awards, all kinds of stuff. And my personal email is graham, G-R-A-H-A-M, at cypherlearning.com. So I try to be a fairly uh, accessible CEO. Perfect. Well, on that note, Graham, thanks again for speaking with us today. For more insights on AI-enabled learning, you can visit the show notes for this episode at trainingindustry.com slash trainingindustrypodcast. As always, don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. We love hearing your feedback. Until next time. If you have feedback about this episode or would like to suggest a topic for a future program, email us at info at trainingindustry.com or use the contact us page at trainingindustry.com. Thanks for listening to the Training Industry Podcast.